the USL show, also known as The View for Soccer. I gave a very pro wrestling heel turn, I'm sorry you were offended apology. The US military discussing what a Naruto run is for the Area 51 raid. I feel angry. Welcome, everybody, to the USL Show Full Mingo Football Banter Special. I am Pony talking today with Ryan, and we are brought to you by Roughneck Scarves and Golden Gold Press. So, as we've all known that the two of us and plenty of other people around are doing the Football Manager Challenge with Ford Madison, and we are here to walk you through the end of our first season, the 2019 Conference Championship, Second Tier, whatever it is exactly called, I can't remember off the top of my head. But this is the year below the Premier League. If we finish top two, we are with the MLS sides next year. Ryan, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well, Pony. How are you doing tonight? I am doing well. It's been a fun time. And let's talk through sort of the rest of our year. We left off at about 10-ish games through, a third of the year down. We were both doing okay. And do you want to start off with any big moves, signings, any tactical changes that your team made from about third of the way through the season through the end of this end of the year. It was actually interesting that I I attempted to make some loans and transfers in July, but nothing fell through. But I, on the contrary, I felt like I was playing so well in the 4-2-3-1 that I had mentioned in the last episode that I kept running with it. And it was, what was interesting enough that I went on a massive Run Well, May and June was uh, marred with many draws. In fact, in June, five of, sorry, four of my five games were draws. I still felt like I was playing very well. I ended up with a 14-match unbeaten run in that time. Yeah, that is absolutely insane. I had nowhere near a 14-match unbeaten run in my entire season. (laughs) I think the closest I came was a six or seven game unbeaten run and that had a lot of draws mixed in it as well <laughs> yeah it's funny in that time of your six and seven uh game unbeaten run i had a six game winning streak i never got more than three in a row as wins my team has was actually very good scoring wise at the end of the season they actually finished second for overall goals but for goals allowed they were sixth so there were a lot of high scoring games when i played so to kind of lead off from where we were on the 13th match, my Mad- forward Madison side was 13 matches played. We were sitting second in the table, 19 points in the table, and about tw- uh, 12 points away from Indy 11, who were at the top. I had a record of 5-4-4, four, and four, so roughly not fantastic, and we were still susceptible to ooh, anywhere in promotion. So you know, it wasn't the best team that we were facing and Indy 11 was simply just running away with the top. See, that's different than mine. Mine, for a long time, it was Madison, Indy, Louisville, St. Louis, and Lansing, for a long time, was near the top of the table. They weren't really in 
the promotion category, but they were good enough where they looked like they were had no chance of being relegated and probably would challenge for the top half of the table. This is an interesting part of our uh, different uh, saves and simulations because the only three teams I truly had in compet in competition for promotion spots was Indy Eleven, Madison, and Memphis. Whereas everyone else like didn't really challenge for that. I actually got m- multiple questions in press conferences during the season on if Louisville would be a promotion favorite or a relegation. It almost seemed to alternate back and forth throughout the entire season. But it was basically Indy, Madison, and Memphis who were my three sides. I say St. Louis stuck around my entire season. Uh, I guess small spoiler: they were not quite promoted. They actually did finish third. But they were a solid team all year long, and I wouldn't be shocked if they're back, right back in the same spot as a promotion team this year in 2020. But we're not here to talk about that. We are here to talk about 2019. <laughs> I guess uh, continuing down with the bottom of the table, one thing that we can say is two of the teams that definitely struggled this year were the Michigan Stars and Detroit City. Michigan just never got out to a good start. I mean, they did beat me very early on, and I got really concerned about how my season was going to go. And that was not a fun thing, but they ended up dead last in my table. They were almost, they would need to almost have doubled their points to escape the relegation zone. And we'll see how they do this year, but they were not really quite up to snuff with the league we were in. Yeah, Michigan Stars and my save would have quadrupled their points and they still would not have escaped relegation. They would have been a point below relegation at that point. They were that bad. Oh, they weren't that bad. They actually finished with 18 points in mine. Out of, for the records, that 28 games, so 18 points, not good. They but finished with 10 that, points They in completely mine. win. They finished with 10 points in mind, a negative 43 goal differential, which I truly feel bad for because their goalkeeper was Aragati, who was a former Wilmington Hammerheads keeper, who I know is a very nice person, and I hated scoring so many goals on him. I think I had a second half goal game that I scored four on him, and I just, like, every time I just felt bad that I scored more and more goals on him. That's the only a negative 31 in mine, so, you know, not quite as bad. The team that finished in seventh place for me was Detroit City, who was a basically a very poor team who's finished 14 points from relegation. It seemed like both of the Michigan sides finished relatively away from spots, so there was no relegation battle towards the end, that it was only a battle at the top. See, that's surprising for me because... My team finished in seventh place was actually Lansing, who completely imploded in the second half of the season. Early on, like I said, they looked like they could be a number four team. And then they just dropped off horribly. They stopped scoring, and they started letting in every goal, and they missed staying safe by over a game's worth of points. They finished in seventh place with only 31 points, negative nine goal differential. And apart from Michigan, that was actually the only other team who finished with a negative negative goal differential in my entire league. That's interesting that it's still the Michigan Stars that go down. That Michigan Stars was like the clear, like worst team in the league, but it was down to Detroit or Lansing that took that uh, relegation spot. I'm sure if we played this out uh, ten or so more times, that Detroit you know, would be one of the favorites or Lansing going forward, but. 
moving on to at least towards the pro promotion spots that it's no spoiler that I published the story that I had one promotion to the premier division and you had as well. Who was that uh, other team that had one promotion for you? I say I got in in second place and the winner who actually was top of the table was Louisville who got through with 52 points in first place. That was interesting because Louisville got down or in my save was six so they were the basically the team that barely escaped relegation with just 41 points. I'll say it's different. I mean I know for me it was Hopano had a, an amazing season. I don't, it was just it's definitely different in how you know, football manager does their saves and how they go forward about with everything. The team that was promoted with me was Indy 11 who finished with 50 points and my forward Madison team that I guided to who this season finished with 52 points slightly pithing forward Madison to the conference title. I ended up in second with 47 points and in third place was actually not Indy 11 but St. Louis who finished only one point behind me with 46 even though I had a, that one locked up going into the final game where I lost to St. Louis because everyone was either on loan to international duty, hurt, or suspended on red cards. So I played the B team and that did not go over so well. That was my same concern. I had a November match against St. Louis that I could have won the title right there, but I lost it 1-0 and had to go delay the title victory until the final day because I lost that match to St. Louis, so there was still a thorn in my side. Nevertheless, in my save, St. Louis finished fifth with 44 points, and they were six points from relegation, so they were not challenging on the final two days of the season. Yeah, so yeah and mine, St. Louis actually played very well. I was surprised with how good they were. They were solved the whole season. Andy started good and kind of faded down the stretch a bit. Not quite as fast as Lansing faded, but they dropped off and finished four points behind St. Louis to finish in fourth place. Yeah, it was weird. With Indy, they were, you know, through 13 games, if you remember from our last podcast, they were dominating the top of the table, 14 points clear of second place. But through June, July, and August, they lost six matches in my save, and that opened the title race wide open that allowed Ford Madison, my Ford Madison, to come in take the first place spot and win the championship of the conference by just two points. Ford Madison finished with 52, Indy 11 finished with 50. It was those six matches lost in season, six matches lost in a row in season that really cost the title for Indy 11 in my save. The weird part Indy in mind was they led the league in least games drawn. Out of the 28 game regular season, they drew only three times. Yeah, I mean, even in my Indy 11, they were tied for the least games drawn with Louisville with just two. I said they actually, in mind, they had 12 losses, which was the third most in the entire league. Yeah, it was. it's a weird team that Indy 11 is, and I'm sure going through your save that, like, eight times out of ten, they would have been promoted from your save. Yeah, I think if we... If neither of us took over Madison, it's probably Louisville and Indy who normally go up with St. Louis, Memphis, and Madison popping up from time to time. But they just had problems. 
a lot of it was me. I think I was the one who ruined indie season. If I remember correctly, I beat them all four games. And that was very unexpected, and that probably cost them going up with me. Yeah, it was weird. From my own personal season, Indy actually beat me for a majority of the matches, and I only took one game off of them where I beat them 1-0, and I was like so nervous as hell through that entire match just to hold on to that victory, which I did. But that ended up being the crucial one because I beat them by two points. So those three points was crucial enough that it held me to the automatic promotion spot of winning the championship of the Central Conference. Now, it was Louisville and uh, St. Louis who had my number the entire season. Yeah. Those guys just were showed up every single time. But talking about the end of the season, what did you make any moves, signings, tactical changes throughout the year? I tried to make some loans and transfers in July and just there were no bites. No one was like offering me anything. There was no one who would be willing to do business with me on stuff, whether that was offering too low or I just couldn't make any loans happen. And I actually went through the entirety of July without making a single transfer, a single change in from my formation from a 4231. So I brought in defenders because the Madison defense is a little bit touchy. They have a pretty solid defensive mid-core set up if you play them, but the defense back line is people who aren't quite where they need to be, and I've made a lot of USL level signings and a lot of USL names that people know. Who Parker are those Mayer. USL signings? Yeah, I say Brian Parker Mayer from you know Swope Park in St. Louis. Chris Christen, who had some time in Sacramento and Colorado Springs. Elliot Horde, who had some time out in Sacramento. And I brought them all in, and they became somewhat regular starters. My defense still never was great, but it wasn't quite as leaky after they came in at this stage. And I think they were pretty key in me being able to get promoted because the defense noticeably became better. And... Apart from that, I think the biggest thing was I put a lot of time and effort into getting Zaire Bartley, who, if you play the Madison run, is going to be your striker. I put a lot of time into him, got him better, and he has progressed from being a, yeah, he's okay for Madison-level team, to, I think, when, well, looking forward to next year when his contract runs out, I either get a million-dollar transfer or sign him to six figure contract it's interesting both of us with our uh, defensive schemes that we had that we both identified uh, the defensive back line as transfers that we really needed to improve in the season and that we both made the necessary change I signed uh, Ben Nunam and Zach Portillos as my right back and left back and kept Sean Russell and Connor Tobin as my center backs going forward and I ended the season with only like Barely just a 19 goal differential going forward. That I only had 19 goals allowed, so we both really took advantage of the defensive schemes that we had in place. Oh, I had the bad goals. I I allowed 36 goals. <laughs> I say it was it was not good. It was very not good. There were a lot of games where I'm. I wasn't I wasn't playing lily ball. I was not winning one nil nice close games. It was yeah, I've beat this team who is not great three to two. 
And so it was a lot, I had a lot of those type of games. <laughs> yeah, it was weird with mine that I had like the 19 goals allowed in the season, but I still didn't feel confident in my or in the team going forward that it wasn't until like the 10th game of that 13 match unbeaten run that I truly realized the type of run that we were on. Yeah, I, I never quite got there because in the first year, my offense was just a little bit too inconsistent to consistently be able to say, we're going to score two goals a game and be in every game. There are a lot of draws, a lot of games where I'd lose, not get completely blown out, but just get outplayed and drop a game. But I mean, overall, like I said, I was the second best scoring team in the league with 44 goals, just behind Louisville, who has one up on me. But at 36 allowed... The only ones who allowed more goals than me were teams who got relegated. And that was a concern to get promoted with only a plus eight goal differential. Yeah, it was weird going forward through the uh, forward. Uh, good pun right there. But I'm Tish. <laughs> it was weird going through the entire season itself that we eventually found ourselves playing with a very good forward Madison team going forward. Forward that. It just seemed like they were like adeptly focused to win the second division. Yeah, it, it's a it's a good lineup. If you actually want to try this concept, play through this run through, you're not at a spot where you're completely dead out the gate. You have options. You have a lot of good players as long as you could put a tactic together that actually utilizes them well. But the one player who, to me, was my t- team MVP, despite being the second highest goal scoring team in the entire league. The MVP for me was the keeper, who Silvestre. You you always you, you correct me every time I say this name wrong. So Brian Silvestre. Brian Silvestre. Yes, he was by far the team the team MVP for the first season. He actually for my team averaged six point zero saves per game in a twenty eight game season. My even allowing thirty six goals. That was how he was for me. It was ungodly. He deserves all the credit for me being promoted. Thank you to him if he <laughs> somehow decided to listen to this podcast. Your virtual self saved me. Yeah, so Bustray, and not spoiler alert, but he became my captain in year two. He was easily one of the best players that I had that I feel like he really earned my promotion for this season. But the fans voted Paolo Jr. as my player of the season. And not because he led the team in goals, because he did, and he only scored 10. And But he led the team in assists with 12, which if you do 12 assists and 10 goals in a year, you're like a Christian Eriksen, to use a Tottenham reference here, type of player that you're truly one of the best players on the team, and you truly deserve one of the best references in the team. Yeah, Paulo has some injuries in mind. He played well. He's still spoiler with the team but the golden boot winner actually on mine was Zaire Bartley tied with about three or four other players on other teams with only a 10 goals so there was no runaway goal scorer in my playthrough and Silvestre took the golden well not golden glove but the most saves on the season record home so good good on him yeah, so Illustre took the Golden Glove from my point of view, and uh, Zaire Bartley finished with 10 goals on my side, but he was obviously not the 
golden boot winner just like in uh, your safe, but it was still a very productive season from both of those players. Pony, I have to use the restroom. Phil, please do not record any of this in the uh, podcast. Let's see if he moves his mic this time. (laughs) I'm going to turn off my mic right now. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to grab another beer or so. I'll mute my mic too. I'm grabbing another beer and I've had like six or eight so far. Oh, well. Where's my mic? There we go. Mute. All right, I'm back. Pony? Hello? Pony? Pony? There you are. Yeah, I did the same. Yeah, I'm still recording on my end, but uh, I muted him the mic so Phil you didn't record me using the restroom I say muted mine I, I muted mine on uh, 
on Hangouts, but not on Audacity, so he heard a lot of noise on mine. I apologize. Oh, well. Okay, so you want to go into cup runs? Yeah, that's what I was thinking of for uh, the second half of the show. Hold on, I'm flying to someone. No problem. I was trying to grab for sure how I did so I could answer it for sure. Well, no, that bounced immediately, so that wasn't a matter. And open cup. Stages. Okay, that's it. Second. <laughs> wow, it was that bad for me last year? Okay. I'm convincing people to join our cult, Pony. What cult? The fact that people are... I'm convincing more people to join FM. I've already got one of my friends to buy FM and another one to buy it again. Hashtag FM, FM. Exactly. We're getting people to lose more of their lives to dedicate more time to the game. As long as you don't do what I did and stay up till almost 3 in the morning playing football manager while very drunk. <laughs> yeah, I think it's actually did good, too. Even though I lost one of my center backs for like a month and a half. You can't help injuries, but it's always sad when you perform better drunk than you do sober. I mean, I was doing okay. I, mean, I, was doing okay. I mean, I have all my targets, all my transfers come in at uh, the end of June. Because I missed the deadline. Let's see. I have Schultz from LA Galaxy, Hernandez from Atlanta, a guy named Pico from some club in Ecuador, who's a really young guy, and Villarreal from Sacramento, all coming in in about another month and a half. Yeah, that'll be good, but I'm proud I got... Not, that's not for today. I got... Two people in the Soccer and Sweet Sea Slack to uh, commit to playing the game. Brett Mulanex has uh, started the game, and then Zach Leishner has also started the game today. So oh, I'm excited to get more people drawn into the game and, and big into their life. It was funny, Colton Korsh, he, he had said he was joking that uh, he downloaded the, FIFA, the uh, FM mobile game and it says like this is a problem I was like that's not a problem um, you're not able to play the game at work if you get fired you just have now you just now have more time to play football manager there we go um okay so we're gonna start again about 30 minutes on my thing Phil okay so moving on to other competitions it wasn't only the league where we both managed to earn promotion but we also have two cups to play one is a cup that is only teams in the division. That means all four East, West, Central, and South. They're all eight teams each, and it's just a competition. Last one standing wins the cup was one. Do you want to start about how you did in that one, Ryan? Unfortunately, I exited in the first round to Birmingham Leach, and it was not a fantastic uh, journey in the League Cup, although on the bright side, I only lost in the... Uh, I lost out on penalties. 
Well, this is going to be the shortest segment of all time because I also lost in the first round of that cup to Charlotte, who beat me on a like a 94th minute goal just before the game went to extra time, which was unfortunate. The interesting part I thought about that entire cup on my end was the winner was Tormenta, who I don't think anyone would have ever had winning that cup. And to boot, Tormenta got relegated from the second league after winning the cup. So we'll see how that works out. Maybe it's one of those weird cups where it's cursed and whoever touches it's doomed to failure. It's interesting. Every single time I've like we load up those cup matches, I feel like we are like always taking a risk because in like every the way football manager works up that they always bring up a highlight in like the ninety second minute or or something late in the match. Every time I see a highlight brought up in like the 80th minute i'm like oh don't you dare do not score in this one i swear to god if you score yeah there's a always that gut reaction fear when you see a highlight happen and you're not in possession it's like the oh no did i just lose this game because of something that i was not ready for yeah like that we've prepared 90 minutes and we have like an undeserved like one one (laughs) tire at the moment and then that we go on to lose the match 2-1 because I wasn't ready for something or I didn't make a substitution in time. Or just the one where you end up outplaying someone entirely, they score one goal on two shots on goal, and you get none from ten shots on goal, because those happen too. It's not football manager if you lose a match when you outshoot your opponent 18-3. to Oh yeah, that's the football manager classic right there. Yeah, that's an, that's pretty much, uh, to use a college football quote, an ESPN instant classic. Yep, and also in that game, we probably had two goals called off from VAR. VAR definitely needs to be nerfed for uh, this game. I feel like I have like a VAR call every single match going forward in this season. There's and it's a lot. Like, and it's yeah. always unrealistic unrealistic that forward Madison or any second division team would have VAR in their stadiums. Like, please tell me, Louisville City is not having video assistant refereeing in their stadium. Yeah, it's unlikely, but I mean, I've actually been on the better end of it more often than not. I mean, I've had my bad breaks, but it's been lucky more often than it's been I'm mad at the computer. I'd, I'd almost argue that it's almost down to a coin toss on the VAR decision. Yeah, I'm not going to deny that. Maybe I'm just lucky for the time being. But But at least looking into the other cup, we have the League Cup, which we both exited in the first round. But what about the Open Cup? The Open Cup, I actually had a decent run because I did not play MLS team for a long time. Started out first round... Played Albuquerque, got a 6-1 win. That was a pretty good blowout and probably could have been more. Following up that, I got 2-0 over Hartford in the next round. Third round, I got 2-1 over Pittsburgh. Lily Ball did not quite show up. And in the fourth round, I got knocked out by the Real Salt Lake MLS side, 1-0. But let's be honest, in that game, I should have lost by more. That was not a close match. Yeah, in my instance, I had ended up 
triumphing over the Birmingham Legion in the first round of the Open Cup. In the second round, I traveled out to Lane United, which I beat 3-0. In the third round, I beat the Oakland Brutes in in that match 2-0. And then in the fourth round, I ended up losing 1-2 to New Mexico United. So I actually avoided all uh, MLS competition, but that still didn't help me in my case. I say New Mexico was good in mine. I was, it was the the West was a very interesting conference in my run. It's basically New Mexico, Orange County, and Sacramento. And as we've been saying, the teams who got promoted in ours were the low fifties to high forties team. I pulled it up just out of curiosity to see who else got promoted. And in the West, Sacramento finished with sixty one points, which was very very impressive. The third best point total of any team in any conference in our four East, West, Central, South. And Sacramento did not get promoted because Orange County and New Mexico both were at least 62 points. So, boy, I feel sorry for that West Conference next year who's going to have probably two MLS sides plus a 60-point Sacramento side. Good luck to them. I am glad I don't have to deal with any of that. Yeah, that is a uh, really tough Sacramento side. It's almost like the, uh, uh, I guess, 12-2 and two Georgia Bulldogs team of college football. But uh, that is a very tough Sacramento team that you have to face off. That almost seems like it would be a very good side for or you to take on your uh, next kind of like road to glory team if you were taking Sacramento to the top flight. Yep, yeah, I'm, I'm debating doing that, but this is taking up far more time than I have so if I take Sacramento 2 I will go from getting almost no sleep to no sleep and that was not going to be a good thing for being up at 6 in the morning to go to an 8 to 5 desk job it would still be a good secondary uh, save for you to do in addition to the uh, Ford Madison save but Let's move on from the cup since we both exited and since we both got promotion you know, finishing in the top two of the conference, we that meant we were placed into the second division playoff of spots of the other conferences in the league. So there were eight teams, basically the top two from each conference of the second division who made the playoffs. How did those playoffs work out for you, Pony? Well, first off, when I did that, I did not know there was actually playoffs for it. I got really confused when it's trying to say you're playing another game because I actually had let players go on free transfers whose contract expired. And then it's like, by the way, you need a new team for this for this game. I'm like, oh, well, that's not something I wanted to see. So I let a few starters go before the segment started. And if you remember from my Open Cup run, I played Hartford. They got promoted and I played them again. After beating them 2-0 in the first round of, or second round of the Open Cup, I got them in the first round of the, of the prom, call it the Promotion Cup, maybe. Got that, and I beat them 5-2 out of nowhere. That's an exciting game. Yeah, that was a, and I went up very, I think I was up 4-0 at the half on that one. They just kind of said... Just don't screw this up for me because I know we're missing multiple starters and my team did not screw it up for me, so I was happy about that one. Second round went on to play New Mexico. Part of that New Mexico, Orange County, Sacramento teams who just destroyed absolutely everyone. 
And unfortunately on that one, I lost 2-1 on a 90-plus minute goal. Got knocked out, but New Mexico did go on to win the entire cup on that one. So I lost to the winner in the semifinals. I mean, it could have been better, but it also could have been far, far worse. I'm not upset with how I did, but to play a second-tier team who was suddenly down starters who I was planning to let go moving into the next season, I could live with a 2-1 loss to the champions. Yeah, and it was interesting with uh, this cup that it's not technically deciding who gets promoted because we were anyone in this tournament was promoted it was just more of like a league cup of anyone who was going up but in my instance i beat sacramento and charlotte 2-0 and the quarterfinals and semifinals respectively so i advanced to the final of the tournament and I ended up beating uh, Indy 11 3-2. Paolo Jr. got the winning goal in extra time to seal the cup victory for us. So we ended up winning the second division cup in addition to promotion. So I ended up with a double from the first season. I say that's not bad. I mean, wait, did you say that uh, got promoted in yours? Yes, Charlotte got promoted in mine. Hold on. Uh, I, I want to say they almost got relegated in mine. It's football manager for you. They're going to have really varying results. Uh, Indy 11 didn't get promoted in yours, and they got promoted in mine. Okay, they, get re- they finished fifth in mine. It was one of those. Where like, a, And they were closer to being relegated than they were, there, than they were to being promoted. But that was... That was a shock to me when you said they got promoted. I'm like, wait a minute, those guys struggled in my league. <laughs> but even in real life, in, uh, Charlotte Independence was was not that great of a team either. Okay, now you're just losing us viewers. If you're gonna rip on someone, rip on someone that's not a USL Championship team. All right, fine. Michigan Stars was not that great of a team either. There we go. We lose the one Michigan Stars fan who might stumble onto this podcast. I'm sorry. But at least going forward, I'm happy to report that my Ford Madison team had completed the double going in the season. So well, I'm satisfied with how uh, year one of the stream had turned out. Yeah, I actually was not really expecting anything too great because it had been so long since I've actually even touched football manager. But the team played well. I'm happy with the signings I made to be like the circa 2017, 2017 USL backline held in this league. And the attack was good. We're moving forward and we'll see you in 2020 with another podcast coming. We'll figure out when. Sometime within a week, probably. Before another thing gets released. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> But we'll talk about what the signs we made for the next season are as we start playing a lot of MLS sides. The competition level really has ratcheted up. We're, well, no spoilers. We'll see how it's doing when we come back. But the hashtag FMFM, if you are going to make this run too, please use that hashtag. We'll be able to see who else is playing this. The Full Mingo Football Manager or Football Manager Full Mingo. Your choice of what comes first. But overall, let us know anything you think is going to be interesting moving forward or 
anything of that like because this is a an amazing thing to play. It's something that you see all these USL players, League One, or even some MLS fringe players bouncing around in all these USL teams. I mean, it's fun. Isn't that your ultimate take on this? Yeah, I would agree. This is one of the like best video games just for the database alone that obviously from this podcast, you and I have sunk so many hours into this game that it's been infringing on our own IRL lives. So it's obviously a 10 out of 10 from both of us. Yeah, I spoiler alert on... Wednesday night, last night, I stayed up till almost 3 in the morning playing Football Manager because I lost track of time. But it's all good, and with that, we're going to close out the 2019 Hashtag FMFM season. I'd like to give a thanks for a sponsor, Golden Gold Press, the best choice for your best choice for you to get custom shirts, hats, mugs, and other items for just yourself or your organization. Check out their amazing products at a fraction of the price of other places at goldenandgoldpress.com. Also like to thank Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supporter to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. This is Pony and Ryan signing out for the hashtag FMFM run thank you for listening we'll be sure to be back in a future day to provide how we are doing in the premier league aka the mls and thank you for listening have a good day night or drive to work whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast thank you